people want to believe. We just tell each other, just read the Bible. But what happens when it isn't so easy to understand? This is No God. You are listening to the No God Podcast. I am Micah, and as always, I am joined by my mom, Sandy. Hello. And my dad, Tony. Hello, Micah. Um, I have here a half-empty glass of water. No, it's half full. I uh, asked Dad if he could give me a glass of water, and for some reason, he couldn't give me a full one. Why, why was that? Well, because, one, it's a 12-ounce glass. Second, during the podcast, it's not like you're thirsting to death. It's just that you need something to keep your throat <laughs> wet. And so I gave you six ounces because... Not the uh, waste. And again, don't infer into that that I'm treating you as a child where if you at least you spill a glass of water, it's only six ounces and not 12 going across the table in the microphones. And of course, Tony, who has miracle measurement abilities can just look at a cup and tell how many ounces are in it no matter what uh, it's spatial awareness spatial, it is spatial, spatial whatever what do they call it? Uh, intuition alright alright so well today is a special day what's that it's mother's day <laughs> I know so happy mother's day to all you mothers out there you'll yep. be listening to this happy, later happy. but we wished you a happy Mother's That's Day right. on Mother's Day. We're thinking right. about you on Mother's Day. <laughs> and maybe when you hear this podcast, it's a moment that you just need to be reminded that you are incredibly important to the world and to God's kingdom. That's right. So on this Mother's Day, what do we have? Well, we are going to wrap up our mindfulness series. And we appreciate if you've been listening to all three of the truth. I mean, the, the previous three, but each one kind of stands alone. But this is uh, kind of our wrap-up. We, we started with just introducing the concept of mindfulness and how that might apply to us as followers of Christ or just as people who are exploring growth in their lives. And so it is using mindfulness to, to move toward wholeness and awareness mm-hmm. of, of, of everything. Second episode was, so why do we practice mindfulness? And really kind of getting down to, because if we can't answer the question why, we won't stick with it. Mm-hmm. Third was uh, kind of a really, just a very specific application as vigil, as a mindfulness practice. And uh, I think we really enjoyed that one. I kind of anticipate we'll hear more from people uh, on that one. But today then, we're just going to wrap it up, at least for us in this yep. series, and just kind of answer, how do I do this? So what, give me a few specifics of how I practice mindfulness in my everyday life. All right. Let's dive right in. All right. Okay. And so we just, this, this echoes back to our first episode, but it is where we begin. And that is, we always begin with breathe. Mm-hmm. I think that, and I think this is, this is, this uh, transcends all world religions. It transcends even a person who has no faith in any kind of deity at all. But mindfulness as a practice, as it's been done through the centuries across all kinds of religions and all kinds of backgrounds, it almost always starts with breathe. Become tuned in to your own breath. And so we talked about uh, that concept of even saying within your own head, breathe in, I breathe in. Breathe out, I breathe out. And you can do that for five minutes. You could do that for 30 seconds. I'm guessing that if we're not in the habit of mindfulness, 
We need to do it longer than feels comfortable mm-hmm. to make that work. And so that's a beginning point. How do we do it? That's always the thing because as long as you are conscious, you're going to be, you can become aware of your breathing. Mm-hmm. And by focusing on your breathing, you begin to, you, you center your focus, and it is true. People have always, there was a little bit of exploration from time to time throughout the history of mankind, including just recently, that we can multitask. <laughs> but we actually cannot multitask. We can only sequentially task very quickly. And that's what we call multitask. And so, you know, you read articles right now, and it is, you know what, that's not a thing. Quit talking about that. What we really need is the ability then to focus longer on one thing. And so we, the practice of breathe in, breathe out, makes us focus on one thing alone. And it's something that everybody has, breath. So that's where, mm. we, that's where we begin. And so it, it matches up with Psalm 46. Psalm 46 is really a key, a key psalm for mindfulness. But it has, you know, be still and know that I'm God. But let's just all pause, take a breath, breathe, be still. And not only will we become more in tune with ourselves, but we become able to become in tune with God. Doesn't automatically make it happen, but be still and know that I'm God. So I would use it as be still, you are there, God. Be still, you are there, God. Mm -hmm. That's how I would do that. And the thing is, I'm not a do it the exact same way every time kind of person. I believe that we need to trust our own intuition and trust our own experience and just go, there it is. But the longer that we make something have to go through our mind, I mean, the the more sentences, the more words, right, right. the more distracting it can potentially right. become. Right. <clears throat> so it is brief. And so that's why breathe in, breathe out, be still, know God, mm-hmm. which just happens to be... A name of a particular podcast yeah, that we're aware of. <laughs> That's us. <laughs> so mindfulness doesn't have to stop, doesn't, doesn't have to begin with breath, but breathing is the one that really helps us get focused. And so mindfulness begins with stop, be still. Mm-hmm. Mindfulness begins with that. So a be still moment can be a few seconds, it could be 30 seconds, but more typically as a good practice, it can be anywhere from five minutes to 30 minutes. Right. But don't put your pressure on yourself to do 30 minutes. Mm, Don't even put pressure on yourself to do five minutes. Just set a time that feels a little bit longer than what you thought you were going to do. Just do that. And I think you'll be on the right track. Because you don't, mindfulness is defeated when we begin to think of it as a goal. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Because a goal implies future, and mindfulness is about the present. And that is really important. I'm sorry, I'm doing all kinds of hand gestures here. It's like I'm going. They're really good. <laughs> sorry, you can't see them. Um, but anyway. So, that's that one. The New American... And so then again, if you are a person that likes to kind of dig into things a little bit deeper, I've been quoting, Be Still and Know That I'm God, from the New International Version, NIV, there's the New American Standard Bible, which has been a little bit longer. It's a little more literal, but it even has the word, it has cease striving. And so maybe a person would find a trans, particular like that. translation that just goes, cease striving. 
rather than be still. Mm-hmm. And so again, as we've done in other No God podcasts, it's really helpful to explore different translations of the same passage. And in mindfulness, sometimes you will find a phrasing that is incredibly appropriate to yourself. And so I encourage you right. to do that. Contained in this, this passage is the admission that we need to intentionally quiet ourselves. And that is at the beginning point of mindfulness. So there's not just one way to do it, but we do need to do it. That's just all there is to it. So it can be applied to a lot of different facets of life. Yeah. All kinds, personal and social and public, mm-hmm. all kinds of things. And so when we think about how would I do it, what I've already said, you could call it mantra. I'm a little hesitant to call it mantra only out of respect for Buddhism because yeah. I'm not a Buddhist. And I don't, I don't like borrowing a term that is so specific. Yeah, repurposing to, something for what it's not. Yeah, and I know mm-hmm. that, I think that there's probably a lot of Buddhists who are very comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of just say, let's just call it what our English translations call it in the Bible, and that is meditation. Okay. Except that meditation can be a lot about the future or meditating a lot about the past. It's meditation in the moment, right. about the okay. moment, okay. about the moment. So that's important. So mindfulness can be guided. It needs to be guided by a focused thought. And I find it, I, I recommend, especially for those that are trying to experience the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the the father of Jesus Christ, who I claim, as I accept as the Son of God, and many of the listeners would be too, it is that I find it helpful to, to use phrasing out of the Bible, but I also know I'm using phrasing out of a translation. Right. Right. So there's nothing sacred about the translation. Right. It is sacred about the actual power of that, that word and that statement. So a couple of other things, how to practice it. This is kind of like preliminary. How to practice is I find that using pace and rhythm and cadence can all strengthen the practice of mindfulness. And again, I don't have to define that for everybody, but it just means like when I've, this is a very classic one for me and many people who have gone backpacking with me as a retreat know what I do with this. But for example, a passage out of the Old Testament that would say, the sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He leads me on the heights. That's out of Habakkuk chapter three. It's also in a couple of other places in the Old Testament. And so in walking, so when you talk about a cadence, I say one syllable per step. The sovereign Lord is my strength. And so if I'm walking slow, it is really slow. And also then, Let's just go, the sovereign Lord is my strength. Just that phrase. And I'm walking. And I'm not going to do the rest of it. Then we can go emphasize each word in sequence. That is, the first time of saying it through, I'm going to emphasize the sovereign. Sovereign Lord is my strength. The sovereign Lord is my strength. The sovereign Lord. And so sometimes splitting a word seems odd, but then the sovereign Lord is is my strength. And so you can see that if you have an extended passage, you can do that all the way through the passage if you're walking miles with Tony mm-hmm. Kafka on a hike in the mountains. <laughs> yeah, the one hike he took me backpacking up a mountain. I think that maybe was the verse that 
you gave me for the last how many miles? Yeah, a couple of miles. That yeah, were, that, when I and was the most inclined, the, the most climbing up. Yeah, yes. I was already <laughs> totally exhausted, and so we said that together over and over. Mm-hmm. And so it worked. I, some got of me our up there. people listening to this podcast may not realize that we don't rehearse this per se. No. Exactly. Sandy, I don't even give Sandy a ton of. Of upfront notice on this stuff, and so I just, know nothing. So I'm going to ask you a question. In that, do you recall anything that that did to what you would now realize? Oh, that kind of helped me to get focused in the moment. I can't even remember what the verse was. Can you? The remember? Sovereign Lord is my strength. I think it was. That he leads one. me. On the heights. He makes my feet like the feet of the deer. He leads me on the heights. You know, mm. I can't say that I can't because I was in a trance by then. <laughs> <laughs> she was in a lot of pain. Yes, he overpacked my pack without asking me about that. He's done that to me, too. Uh-huh, he's good at that. <laughs> let's just put this lead brick in. <laughs> yeah, let's just see if she can do this much more. I made it, but, yeah, I was mm-hmm. pretty much in a daze. So I, I can't remember, honestly. Yeah, but it got you remember. there. It, got it you did there. get me to the top. Yeah, and I've gone with a lot of people. <laughs> you know, you that's just a deal. That's. <laughs> Tony but for Kemp. me, for, yeah, anyway, so... We just want to keep in mind those kinds of things that we, we need a passage, we need a phrasing, and it doesn't have to be an exact quote of a Bible verse. Anything that helps a person to get focused in the moment. Because the way to get up a mountain is not to think about how much further it is, it's to think about the moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm taking one more step. Yeah. So that's a lot. I mean, we're I'm enjoying these, these uh, podcasts. But we do want to kind of just kind of move this one to kind of a direction of this. Yeah. yeah. I think there's three kinds of circumstances that we can practice mindfulness and kind of make them markers for us. One is we need meditations of interpersonal serenity. That is, when I'm feeling really upset, I need something to help me calm down. So this is more like, it could be totally internal. It could be, there was not anything you can identify as a trigger that got you upset. So not necessarily planned. This is just in the moment, wherever you're at. In the moment. And so then, again, a person, we all have options at that moment. Right. We can process it by confessing our feelings in very short phrases by just saying, um... Boiling. Boiling. Okay. <laughs> Describing what's going on inside you. Because the same as breathe in, breathe out. Yeah. I'm Naming boiling. your emotions. Yes. I'm boiling. And some people, the counterintuitive thing says, oh my, you're just reinforcing it. No, you're owning it. You're owning it. And that is a huge difference. And I think that that's where we've, maybe in a lot of places have been mistaught all the way from school experiences to religious experiences and that is or we need to say something positive to get ourselves out of it we have to actually own it first and really the thing that i've learned myself in working on this uh these podcasts on on mindfulness is it does nobody any good to deny what's going on inside of them yeah that's that is not the point of mindfulness mindfulness is not oh mind over matter positive over negative that's not it it is being in the moment and so, boiling might be a way. Um, and so in that, again, the breathing can come into that. Breathing in, I know that I'm breathing in. Breathing out, I know that I'm breathing out. That might be a place to start. But boiling, I know I'm upset. Boiling, 
I know I'm upset. And you go, oh, good grief, what is this? But we do not do ourselves any good by burying yeah. the boil. Right. That, I think that's called a pressure cooker, right? If you boil and something that has a lid, yes. it has and a And a way to get an ulcer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and an explosion. Uh-huh. So I think we can get that. So I just think about other verses that kind of give me, again, kind of combining rhythm and pace with boiling, I'm upset, is that there are there are lots of passages. I don't know if one comes to your mind, Sandy, but when I think about like Psalm 27, verse 8, when I just say, my, and the verse says, my heart says of you, seek his face, your face I seek, Lord. It can be just like, I seek your face. And that is that process of inviting God in to see my boiling. And we go, well, we know if we believe in God that he already sees us. And this is the, the great dilemma of religious practice, of spiritual practice is, that then we do the thing of, well, since he already knows, I don't need to tell him. Since he already knows, I don't need to talk to him about it. And we know that we try to teach that otherwise, but still that's kind of a default setting. Mm -hmm. Because what do we say to people if they ask us what's wrong? Oh, I'm fine. Isn't it obvious? Oh, no. (laughs) Or I'm fine, denial. Or Uh isn't it obvious, like, you you already know. know. Yeah. Yeah. And so then we, we transfer that to God and with the biblical expectation that he does know everything. And so then we've got this thing that we really need to just be honest about with God. And we are not because he already knows it. And we miss the actual interaction mm-hmm. with God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I see those kind of passages like seek his face. And so I might even add it like this, boiling, I'm angry, seek his face. I'm not trying to solve it. I'm just saying this is where I want to be in this moment. I'm accepting my emotions. I'm inviting God to be right here with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have one that's Zephaniah 317, but where I'll say parts of it, but it talks about um, when I'm insecure about myself and stuff, God takes great delight in me because it says he will, he, ta- he will take great delight in you. And then he will... God quiets me with his love. What's the reference on that one again? Zephaniah 3, 17. Okay. All right. And so then that is, brings you to a moment, brings you yeah. into the yeah. moment. And the last, he will, he rejoices over me mm-hmm. with singing. He sings over, you know, right. it's just, yeah. And so that's a moment that he's singing over me. Mm-hmm. And again, this, this is the incredible uh, richness of the possibilities of mindfulness for anybody is the, I'm telling you how I do it. Sandy's mentioned how she's doing it. Micah throws out ideas. And you know what? It needs to be yours. Right. I know that we, we kind of have this concept. And I, you know, because I, I bought a book, 75 Mindfulness Meditations, just to get, <laughs> you know, and by, written by a Buddhist. And, I'm, and so it's helped me to understand that we all want a template. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we really are not in the moment relying on a template the rest of our lives. Yeah. How did you decide on that as a verse that you wanted to focus on? Well, um, I suppose I read it in Quiet Time. It has here on the back, February to June of 2000. 
So I had worked on that through that time. And it was actually where a good friend of mine from childhood, we were doing this stuff together. Right. So she was memorizing it at the same time as me. So I have me on here. That means I picked this one. So um, it just sort of struck you as you're reading through it. Yeah, because I had a lot of disquiet in my life and and struggled with stress and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so better than a template is just through her reading something spoke to her right, right. then you use right. that yeah yeah and interaction with a, a another person another yeah. person and just the thing i struggled to um believe that god cared about me let alone delighted in me you know and so he will take great delight in you it was like i had to that's something i had to say over and over again so i'd believe it mm-hmm. you know because i struggled to believe that anybody took delight in me but especially god so, and again, reminding everybody that mindfulness is most powerful when we let it become our experience in the moment, mm-hmm. because that will then carry forward into the future. Sometimes we get really tempted with meditations to project a different future, but that is not mindfulness. Mindfulness is trusting that if I am healthy in this moment, the next moment will be healthier. And we, mm-hmm. and even to think ahead to the next moment is actually coming outside of the bounds of a mind. Mindfulness, by definition, is the yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate we we threw out a couple of suggestions there. Let's go on to a second kind of circumstance yeah. where we need that, and that is this longing for growth or for spiritual growth, personal growth, spiritual growth. I like to think in in those terms. And so I think about like Colossians chapter two verses five to seven, which is a lot of words, but let me read that. I kind of give you an idea where I, where I go with this for a meditation of spiritual growth. Uh, so Paul, Apostle Paul's writing to a church in Colossae. Uh, for though I'm absent from you in body, I'm present with you in spirit and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, Strengthened in the faith as you were taught, overflowing with thankfulness. Now, I think there's a lot of words there that a person could oh, use. Yeah. But one of them that comes is, I'm rooted in him. Now, I have this conversation with a number of peers who say, is it rooted or rooted? <laughs> so it's both. Whatever I'm saying, don't let it bother you. But it is, again, a momentary thing is that I... Again, this is a metaphor, so mm-hmm. you have to be able to to manage that metaphor. But I'm rooted in Christ. And what is that? When we think we're rooted in our family or, again, since we're recording this on Mother's Day, we're kind of rooted into our mother. You know, it is like it's an acknowledgement of there's power in me at this moment that is coming to me through rootedness that I'm really unaware of even where all of this is coming from. Mm-hmm. But to, so when I say rooted in him, I am, I am saying I am trying to see or I'm trying to experience how that power is coming to me. Not, and even how is not even the right word. It's just experience that power that's coming to me. And more of an acknowledgement than Yes. Because again, mindfulness is to not ask a question. It is to state a reality. And I, I have, again, like I said, I've benefited a lot from just kind of fine-tuning my thinking on this 
And I can really see the moment, the, the deal. So I don't know. That's a, that's a verse that jumps out to me. It could be a little bit too cumbersome for someone else. I don't know if, Sandy, you have one that kind of falls into that kind of thinking of just for spiritual growth. A verse that kind of just gives you hope about growth, about life kind of flowing through you. Well, yeah, it's not short. It's not very well, short, okay. though. Um, this is actually, as I've learned in recovery, I have a life verse. This is my life verse. Oh, All right. That's awesome. Um, 2 Corinthians 4, 16, 70. That is why we never give up. Because I spent a lot of time just giving up through my life. Our physical body is becoming older and weaker. Who are you talking about? <laughs> me but our spirit inside us is made new every day we have small troubles i need to think of them as small so this is good for me i we have small troubles for a while now but these troubles are helping us gain an eternal glory that eternal glory is much greater than our trouble so there's a lot of aspects of that that you could pull out and right. Words meditate you could pull on. out, yeah, for right. that day or whatever. And so, because that verse has a lot of future orientation in it, so how do you do that in the moment? What, like, what do you focus in on to just make it in this moment? Well, it depends on what, where I am in right. myself. Um, the troubles are, troubles are for a while or whatever. Mm -hmm. I can't think of one word for that. Yeah. No, short. Um, troubles are short. Whatever. Not giving up. Yeah. You the know. main new every day one's a good one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Today, even, I'm new. Right. And you could even morning. bring it down to even just this moment I am new. That's true. Mm -hmm. Depends on what works to really encourage. Mm -hmm. and, and I hope that everybody who's listening realizes there's a tremendous, it needs to become yours. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, a, I mean, because this is, you know, quite, this is wordy, so it's on a bigger card, but just then writing a couple of words on a smaller card, stick it in your pocket. That, mm -hmm. You know, if you can't, because for me, I forget what they were. So I pull it out, remind myself. I remember when I worked. That was one of my things I did when I went to the bathroom. As I sat there, pulled my thing out and reminded myself of go. what was going on. You know? Cool. Nice. That's good. And again, for our obviously more tech-savvy listeners, there's lots of things you can do with your smartphone that will help remind you. Of something like this so True. use those tools um, because because the ultimate goal in some thinking about mindfulness is that you just live life mindfully every moment with no thought of the past and no thought of even the next moment that's an ideal <laughs> and I can see the value of it and it even doesn't stray too far away from what Jesus said that, you know, let the day's troubles be sufficient for the day. Don't worry about tomorrow. Just seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And so you can just say, seek, and the kingdom is a kind of a phrasing that's interesting for us. It'd be more like just, you know, seek um, the the oneness. You know, the, the, mm -hmm. the kingdom is the ultimate uh, one place where the one rule of the deity God dwells. And so, you know, just seek. And sometimes that might be enough. Just, yeah. just the, the word, word seek. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a great idea. So let's go on to a third 
and kind of the last area that we're going to talk about, a third different kind of situation that mindfulness is a very helpful practice. And that is when we talk, when we think of our community and our connection with people, both people that we either are close to, wish we were close to, or even thinking about the community at large where it's people that are strangers to us. Okay. Like and society so, at large. Yeah, society at large. And so, I, and I think about this when Jesus gave, in the Matthew 25 is a very lengthy parable of Jesus. And so I'm not going to read it all, but it is the, the parable that actually is one of the more familiar ones uh, because it's the one about the sheep and the goats getting separated. And so people often still, you well, even mm. non-church people will occasionally realize there's this sheep and goats saying, you know, yeah. separate the sheep from the goats kind of thing. And of course, there's other phrases that are not linked to biblical teaching. But that's what Jesus was saying. And he was saying he's, they're going to separate sheep from the goats. But then his, his revelation in that parable was, but it's not what you think it is. And so it, one of the summary statements in that parable is, he says, because he's talking about taking care of those that are poor, those that are oppressed, and so forth. And so the summary statement is, when the judgment is given by the king in this parable, the king says, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. And so as a community, as a mantra in the moment is the, 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 the concept that whatever I do for others, because you don't have to say brothers and sisters unless that flows right out of a person, but whatever I do for others. And then it can be shifted to what am I doing for others? But even, let's remove the interrogative, what? And now let's just say, I'm connected to others. Connected to others. And so then we could even move away, move to a more specific word than others. I'm connected to the oppressed. Mm. Connected to the oppressed. And then... We may even be oppressed ourselves. And so we are, you know, oppressed are connected. I mean, because for me to say it is for me that mm -hmm. matches what my life experience. For someone else, they need to put it in wording that makes sense for them. Okay. But I would encourage reading the whole parable because there are lots of ins and outs of that back and forth um, conversation between the sheep people and the goat people, which the sheep people are the ones who inadvertently were just living life, caring for others, and didn't realize the eternal significance because they were caring in the moment, okay. which is exactly what mindfulness is, is what we're trying to get to, is that we can care for people in the moment just because it is life. And not because I'm trying to gain approval, not that I'm trying to change society. I mean, that's because mindfulness is, this is... This is a true human deed that I'm doing. So stand with the oppressed. And I would even say, for me, ing verbs are even more powerful. Standing with the oppressed. Standing with my brothers who are oppressed. And just making it into a meditation. And again, not trying to solve problems. 
experiencing a genuine connection mm -hmm. with that person. Now, I'll just reference our vigil podcast. We talked about how you can do that together as a group. Right, right. Also. Mm -hmm. So uh, in this podcast, I'm just again saying at times when the community or the society around us or even a family, you know, we can make a, bar, a large circle or a small circle. And we want to be in the moment with ourselves and our family. So we can do it together yeah. or we can do it individually to, to, yeah. to make our hearts in the right place. So all three of these are the same concept of being in the moment, but the first one is more spontaneous of I need this right now. Yeah. The second one is more deliberate of using it as a process for growth. Mm -hmm. And the third one is more communal and again, more yeah. deliberate, not as much spontaneous as the first kind. I think so. And it's, yeah, it's that move to connection. And I, I'll quote back to the, uh, the, the Buddhist monk mm -hmm. from Vietnam that I quoted in the first uh, mindfulness podcast. And that is his mantra for community was, your time is my time. My time is your time which I find is a very powerful mantra. Yeah. Because I am not making, I am not, think about the arrogance that comes with saying, I'm giving you my time. <laughs> I had never thought about that Neither before, I. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Thich Nhat Hanh, the, the Buddhist priest, mm -hmm. uh, he, his mantra that he proposed was that it's one. Your time is my time. My time is your time. I, my time is not mine exclusively. Right. It mm. belongs to other people. It, it is shared. Even I even I don't know which word works better for everybody, but we have to really listen to our our projection of our selves. Which is I'm not saying we need to stop it. We just need to hear it. Mm -hmm. And so when I when I say oh we're going to go give some time down at the mission. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes, we'll still do some good, but our hearts are not in the right place because it is that my time and their time are equally valuable and I will be with others because that is what it is to be human in the moment. I don't know. I really yeah. appreciate that. So there's that kind of stuff. I don't know, if Sandy, if you had a thought on any passage that kind of helps you think in terms of outside of yourself and into it connection with other people. I didn't really give her a heads up on this, so she's like on, on the clock. You know? <laughs> the expression on her face says it all. I don't think so. Well, so let me let me yeah. wrap up this one with this. Again, I want to throw out, because I've done this in other podcasts, actually some of the earlier ones, but and I've said it already, it is so helpful to compare translations when we're trying to find something right, like this. Right, right. Yeah. So I'm going to just kind of wrap up with a walk through Romans chapter 12 and not the whole chapter, but just verse 16, which I'm not going to give you a lot of context to it, except that it does. It, this section starts off with uh, Romans 12, 9 to 10 in IV. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. And so then we go to verse 16, which gives a lot of, of uh, applications to that. But 16 then says this, live in harmony with one another. Do 
Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Now, I'm reading this one in comparison because I struggle a little bit with that English translation. Be willing to associate with people of low position. That sounds like, yep, we're going down to the mission. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> going we're going on a mission to Mexico. But let me walk you through other translations. The new NLT, mm-hmm. the new living translation. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Oh, that's what I just, that, I just sorry. My, my eyes, <laughs> my eyes that was exactly the same. Sorry. We're not even going to cut that out. Try again. Maybe Try again. How about read. if I read the right line? NLT, you want to read it, Sandy? Yes. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. All right. Ooh. So we're getting a little closer. New American Standard Bible, NASB. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not be haughty in mind, but associate with the lowly. Don't be wise in your own estimation. And then, Sandy, you want to read the Greek there? Oh, no, yeah. To guto ek apati an upatorni. I have no idea. I was just trying to make those into English letters. <laughs> Sorry, Tony tried to get me to learn Greek one time, and it didn't work. Oh, that was a total fail. <laughs> total failure. Here's my paraphrase. All right. And and I'm focusing in on that. Oh, I didn't associate, see that. I could have read Associate that. with people of low position. Associate, yep. Because I, I'm not real comfortable with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but be carried away by common people. Let yourself be carried away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that means I'm common, you're common. I don't have to always be in the lead. Mm. And I think that's the intent of this passage is that if I really want to connect with people, I don't have to be in charge. Right. And, and then that, you know, it's, it's an interesting little picture of democracy that we should each in turn follow each other kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But it is in the spirit of Christ because even Jesus said, I came to, I didn't come to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for others. But Jesus is the only being in the existence of our human experience who actually could contribute more than he received. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for us, we are equal. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I'm a church leader and you're just a church member. It doesn't matter if I fight, if I believe myself to be superior in the sense that I'm a believer in the true God and you're not. There is this, this, this attitude that is woven in this passage that I think is a mindful attitude. And there is so much in this just one verse, 12, Romans 12, 16, that says just like, let yourself be carried away by others. Now, that's not what your mother tells you. <laughs> Don't go along with the crowd. Right? And so there's some of this counterintuitive stuff. But when you think about as a mindfulness practice, I need to, I need to mindfully may, lead myself. That's even weird. <laughs> because I'm talking about a mindset. I'm talking about in reality, we are equal with all other human beings, period. That is the way right. that God right. designed. And even those who don't believe in God and believe in, a, in other explanations of the origin of human beings, mm-hmm. we most people, I'm not going to say all, because I do know there are, there are yeah. philosophies that don't hold this position, but 
we seem to be moving as a human race to more and more people accepting the proposition, we are all just equal. And so I like the phrasing of common. And so in my paraphrase, be carried away by common people speaks to me because yeah. the other two people sitting at this table with me today know that I love to be in charge, even if I'm not in charge. <laughs> what do you have to say about that, Mike? <laughs> I may have inherited that from them. You know, maybe it's a malady of anybody who becomes competent in something. And then they feel like they've got something to say to someone else. There's also, look what the verse, what, 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 what are the bookends on this? Don't be, and again, my, my paraphrase, don't be pretentious. Don't be full of yourself. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that are out of bounds and are going to make me not experience community in the moment. Right. If I'm being pretentious and if I'm full of myself. So there is a mindfulness that is mindful of not just me, not just my breath, but our breath. Yeah. And so... We breathe, we breathe out. Or, excuse me, we. <laughs> He's passing out. We over breathe there. <laughs> in, we breathe out. Thank you, Micah. We breathe in, we breathe yeah. out. And again, I'm adapting something that maybe some purist in mindfulness wouldn't think is appropriate, but I do believe that if we want to experience a more genuine, in the moment oneness with human beings, with our fellow human beings, we need, I think, a, a a group mantra helps move us that direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot more that could be said, but that's like where we really want to land this one. I might just wrap up with a verse uh, to kind of bring this down, and that is this. Luke 6, 44-46. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns. They don't pick grapes from a briar bush. The good man out of a good treasure out of the good stored up in his heart brings forth what is good and the evil man out of his evil out of evil treasure brings forth what is evil for the mouth speaks from that to which fills his heart and so to me i think mindfulness is an incredibly fundamental practice to let good dwell in our hearts mm-hmm. nice is that all we got for today? I think so. If you all have, right. Yeah, if, questions and stuff, you know where you can find us, and we have got those kinds of announcements. But just to, as a reminder, we'd love to hear from you. Um, respond to this podcast either by um, email, because you can email us at nogod yep. at tonykafka.com. Yep. Um, you can also find us on Patreon, which is if you go to Patreon slash Tony Kafka, no spacing in between those two words, and I think you'd probably find it anyhow if you did you're going to find our patreon page we're also at obviously tonykafka.com yeah we'd love to hear from you all right well thanks for joining us everybody we have a nice mother's day to celebrate and i have a lasagna in the oven that i need to get out all right (laughs) all right we'll see you next time if you have any questions just email us at nogod at tonykafka.com that's k-n-o-w-g-o-d at t-o-n-y-k-a-f-k-a dot com.